Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. This is Mike Williams. I'm the founder and president of Altius Financial. And uh, first thing I want to do is wish you a happy new year, Taylor. Yeah, happy new year. We did it. Here it is, 2023. You know, I always have a little bit of challenge, you know, writing that down on your dates <laughs> or saying that, right? But it's, it's yeah. a 2023. Yeah, well, this weekend. So yeah, I, Mike already said my name. I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist and VP for Altius Financial. But yeah, Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to our listeners. So hold on, you, you've got this title, uh, New Year, New Advisor or New Clients. Well, let's call it New Year, New Clients, right? Um, yeah. What do you mean by that? What, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so my thought is, and I maybe this is cliche, but a lot of times people will say, oh, new year, new me, new year. Like, let's look at this as an opportunity to better myself, refocus, look at my goals. Um, so I thought this would be a great opportunity for our listeners to say, okay, what does this look like hiring a new advisor? What does it look like if someone's interested in speaking more with us, but maybe they don't want to take that next step yet? What, what, is, what are things to consider when trying to figure out the right fit? And then maybe even a refresher for our current clients who could say, hey, I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. Maybe we haven't talked about this category or this section in my finances in a bit. Maybe that's somewhere we can go reevaluate. That's a good idea. I mean, to, to kind of just do a little bit of a refresh that way or talk to potentially new prospective clients about what, it, what that process looks like. But let's, let's do our little uh, always required uh, disclaimer first. Yeah. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of investment advice or financial planning. No advisor-client relationship is formed by the broadcasting of this episode or your listening of what we say. The use of this information or any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content in this podcast is not meant as a substitute for professional financial advice. If you're needing specific financial advice for your situation, please reach out to your certified financial planner. Or if you're interested in learning more about our firm, our people, or our philosophy, feel free to reach out to us through our website, which is altiusfinancial.com, or contact us directly by email at taylor at altiusfinancial.com or michael at altiusfinancial.com. Just so you're aware, that is A-L-T-I-U-S financial.com. So Mike, how do I know if an advisor is the right fit for me? Well, that's a really good question. I think how you uh, find someone as an advisor is important. Were you referred to them? What was the trusted source that you used to find that person? But more importantly, getting to know the advisor, you know, actually feeling comfortable with them, feeling like you can ask them questions, liking their style. I mean, do they have a really aggressive style or are they laid back? Are they, do they seem like they're really knowledgeable? Are they new and young and, you know, have a lot of energy? Are they older and have, you know, lots of uh, knowledge? Um, that's partly why we we feel like we're a pretty good combination in terms of a team. Because uh, not that I don't have any energy anymore, <laughs> and not that you don't have any experience, but we have a yeah. little bit of different perspective at looking at things. But I think yeah. the biggest thing is having an advisor and an approach, maybe a philosophy, so to speak, that they're comfortable with. Yeah, and so that kind of brings up maybe what kind of questions we should be asking an advisor. And I think really starting with maybe investment philosophy. What kind of investment philosophy does this advisor have? Have you asked them, are they active investors? Are they actively making those investment decisions or are they more passive? Um, who's making the investment decisions? Is it the person you're speaking with? Do they outsource those investment decisions? 
are they trading frequently? Are you going to see trades in your account? Or is it more of set it and forget it kind of strategy? Yeah, I think those are all really good questions, especially that you know we talked we touched on philosophy a couple of times, and it's interesting how we give clients some coaching on on being able to interview and hire because that's what you're doing when you're hiring a financial advisor. You're you know first of all interviewing them. They might be interviewing you as well. We do that. We we try to figure out okay, is this a client who fits for us? Right? Yeah. It's it should be a win win where both sides feel like, okay, this is a good relationship and we're, we're both getting something, getting good value out of it. But sometimes we'll give uh, uh, either coaching or even um, on paper some resources for people to either interview or talk to many different professionals, whether it's an attorney or a plumber or you know a, a mortgage lender or someone like that. And I always think they should start off with that question. You know, whether it's a yeah. surgeon or whatever it is, <laughs> if you're talking to someone who you're going to pay I think it's a good idea, even though you may feel like, well, I don't even know how to evaluate their philosophy, right? I'm going to ask a surgeon, yeah. what's your philosophy of doing heart surgery? Yeah. But it's amazing how you can learn a lot by just asking that question. Tell me more about the way you think. Tell me more about your experience and your what, what counts as wisdom in your field. You know, you're a plumber yeah. and I want to know your plumbing philosophy. Sometimes people might go, well, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Most financial advisors will be uh, comfortable with that kind of a question, and we certainly are. We like talking about our philosophy because we feel like it's very well grounded in some sound principles of money management and financial planning. Yeah. Now that you've kind of posed that, do you want to share a little bit about our investment philosophy? Absolutely. You know, the, the, the thing is, we think it should be grounded in financial planning first. Our experience is that when people are investing in a long-term strategy to increase their wealth, it should be goal-centric. So what are they trying to accomplish with that wealth? What do they want their wealth to, to do for them? So first of all, it's a financial planning philosophy. And then the investment philosophy should be based, in our view, on sound principles of long-term, tax-efficient, you know, fee, uh, reducing fees, you know, being very cost-conscious about how you're making investment decisions, how do you diversify? And we're certainly on the, the value spectrum with regard to really paying attention to what are the earnings in the companies we're investing in, what's the price that we should pay, what's a reasonable price. Uh, people who have a value-conscious approach to investing maybe aren't always as flashy or as uh, um, uh, growth-oriented. Uh, but they're focused on making sure that you're preserving wealth, not making mistakes with your wealth, and that's oftentimes the best way to grow it in the first place. I do also want to add, if any of our listeners are curious more about what our investment philosophy is, we did have a previous episode kind of breaking down value and growth, active and passive. So if you just jump back to those episodes, you can get an even deeper dive into our current investment philosophy. Absolutely. Another good question to ask is, is this person a fiduciary? And I say that kind of with a grain of salt because um, for those of you who are aware, I mean, a fiduciary is someone who says, what I'm choosing to do is look at the best interest of my client. So I'm not going to try to say I want to buy them, say Apple in their portfolio because I get a good commission on that. I'm going to tell them that they should purchase this based on it's the best, based on their current risk tolerance, their financial goals, and their longevity. Um, the, why I say take that with a grain of salt is it's kind of something hard to calculate, to turn around and say, well, oh, is that really my best interest? Or 
could there be something slightly better or is there something different? And I think that's where you want to jump back to. You want to talk with an advisor that you're comfortable with. You want it to be someone that they understand what you're interested in. They understand what your goals are, and then they can make those investment decisions based on what they know about you. If this person has no idea anything about what matters to you, then it's going to be harder for them to say, well, here's what you need in your accounts, or here's what you should be doing with your saving strategy. Yeah, and I think you're bringing up that issue of uh, fiduciary versus non-fiduciary is important. And I, I like the fact that you said there should be a grain of salt there because we made the choice. I mean, the industry is moving more and more toward you know, having an imposed fiduciary standard of where each advisor is, is uh, presumably looking out for the best interest of their clients. There is a lower standard um, that the brokerage industry has had for a long time, which is basically what they call suitability. Am I putting together a portfolio or making recommendations? Maybe they're not the very best interest of the client, but they're certainly suitable. They're, they're appropriate. They're, they're, you know, if you look at a textbook, you say, well, this, here's the fact pattern of this client. And so, sure, you could put, put them in this kind of a portfolio or have this kind of planning strategy. The fiduciary standard is, is a higher ethical standard that we adopted a number of decades ago on purpose. But I also want to make sure people realize, at least from my perspective, we did that. And I'm proud of that. And, but I also think that that's sort of a minimal standard. Uh, there are plenty of people out there who have got a fiduciary standard or, or who consider themselves to be registered investment advisors and have that fiduciary standard who are probably not such great advisors anyway. I mean, Bernie Madoff was a fiduciary standard advisor, and he was one of the, the biggest criminals in our industry. And then there are people who, who have not made that choice to, to structure their business as a fiduciary, um, but they do fine for clients. And so, you know, it, it, you want to ask about that. I think it's a good idea to ask about that. You know, are you a registered investment advisor? Do you have a fiduciary standard? How do you make recommendations? Is this more of a sales environment or a planning environment? Those questions and how someone deals with them will tell you a lot about their approach and whether you're comfortable. And on a similar note, it kind of also comes back to how is this person that you're hiring going to be paid? I think oftentimes you look at the suitability standard and typically the way that that person is paid is based on any kind of sales commissions or it's more on a sales type basis. Whereas in the fiduciary standard, it's typically more of like a flat fixed fee based on assets or planning, et cetera. And so, and regardless of which route the advisor that you're working with, hopefully us takes, I think it's important for you to understand like, what am I paying? How does that get paid? How frequently is that paid? Um, because it, you are playing, paying for service and you want to make sure that you're aware of what that is. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, just to answer the question for us, we, we do have a, a, an assets under management fee as well as a planning fee that uh, we ch- share with our clients up front. And it's always appropriate to revisit that and ask questions about it if you don't understand and, you know, to, to know what you're, what you're agreeing to and how you're paying for it. So... Mike, let's say someone's listening and they said, oh, you know, I've been listening to all of your podcast episodes. I think I'm finally ready to make pull the trigger. I'm going to call Altius. What's next? Well, the next thing is to schedule time with either or both of us in person if we can or remotely. And we're, it's interesting because of the whole COVID and technology process, we're getting more and more comfortable. And a lot of people are, are very comfortable with being able to meet online, you know, do a Zoom call. 
But the key is uh, having an initial meeting where you can do that interview, and we can interview you as well to, to see if there's a good fit. In that session, which we don't charge for, and most financial advisors will give you, uh, oftentimes will give you a, a free hour or two up front where they're not charging. They're doing some sort of some discovery, and you're doing some discovery as well. It's a, a, a getting-to-know-you process uh, to see whether it's it's appropriate to move any further. We have a, a presentation that we do in that first meeting. Part of it's to give you some background knowledge about us and our approach, but more importantly, to get to know you and, and specifically ask questions about what you're looking for, what your background, what your relationship with money is, those kinds of things. And that's what the first step is, is to, to really get to know uh, each other a little bit. So we actually have a 90-day process, and we, we quantify that um, in our planning approach to say we want to make sure that we get to know you and get some momentum going with regard to your goals and building either a building or adopting the portfolio that you already have and covering the six general areas of financial planning. I know we've done some podcast episodes that actually cover those six areas, but do you want to just briefly hit on the six? Yeah, I'll just quickly cover those. So the six areas of financial planning that you're looking at is first, what is your financial position, your current financial situation. Oftentimes that's looking at what is, what's your balance sheet or your net worth, which like we said, we've definitely got podcasts kind of diving into what that means. And then also looking at what are your cash flows. So combining those two aspects, we'll look at, well, where am I financially? Once you know where you are financially, what, what your ins and outs are, where you're standing, you kind of want to say, well, now I need to protect that. We're not insurance salespeople, but I want to make sure that if there is any kind of insurance or yeah, any protection type coverage that you need on your assets, whether it be your traditional financial assets, your home, your healthcare, that kind of stuff, I want to make sure we're considering those in your financial planning. Now, once you've said, okay, I've got my assets, I know what I have, I've worked to protect it, obviously you want to be growing it. So that's what most people call us for is to say, well, how do I invest this? Maybe I just got an inheritance. Maybe I just had a kid. Um, oftentimes, times of transition, like these New Year's type times, or when there's any big life change, that's a great time to step back, recalibrate, and say, well, how how do I decide what to do next with my money? And most often, the case when people are calling us, we believe that Obviously, the financial planning, all of these aspects are important, but they're they're oftentimes coming to us saying, "What do I? How do I invest this? What do I do next?" Um, continuing on, we want to make sure we're focusing on goal planning. So, a lot of advisors that you might speak with would say, "This fourth area is retirement. I want to make sure we get you retired. You're going to be good for retirement, ready to retire, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, but I think we understand that there's so much more to that. We take a a cash flow based approach to our financial planning, mostly because there's so many things that are going to come throughout your life. And our, our thought is our client's only situation isn't just retirement. You're looking at, maybe you have a goal for some kind of collection you have. Maybe you want to get a new car. Maybe it's just maintaining your current lifestyle, purchasing a future home, building a business. And I do want to reiterate to our clients who are currently listening life does change. And if you're sitting here listening to this and saying, you know, I have a goal that maybe I haven't told them about yet. Maybe something came up to me um, that I want to be adding into my planning, but I just haven't discussed that with Taylor and Mike yet. 
definitely reach out to us. Let us know if there's something we should be adding to your plan, and we're happy to go through that. The fifth, the fifth area is taxes. It's the one we all love to hate. <laughs> we don't do your taxes for you, but we want to make sure we're integrating a tax outlook into what kind of financial decisions you're going to be making. And then lastly, we're looking at estate planning. So once again, I am not a JD. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to do your trust documents for you. I'm not going to write your will, but I'm going to make sure that we're considering what beneficiary designations you have and that we're kind of looking through what is the long-term plan for your assets and any kind of transition that you're having in the future. Yeah. So that's a good summary of those six areas. And then um, and we, we do believe in addressing all of them. Now, again, yeah. it depends on the life stage that someone is at uh, in terms of how much we emphasize any one of those, whether it's insurance or estate planning or investments or whatever it might be. Yeah. But all six need to be addressed. And part of what's great about our process is that we have a collaborative web page, uh, a, a website, a very secure website that we uh, set up our clients on. And it's, like I said, we collaborate with them in building the plan. That's the next step. Yeah. So once we've kind of worked on building out your financial plan and discussed what your next steps are, um, then we'll continue to say, okay, well, what are your next steps financially? We've, we've decided what should happen. Now let's actually implement that. Oftentimes that means maybe setting up investment accounts, possibly transferring previous assets to new accounts, looking at how to allocate, contribute to, and manage your current maybe employee accounts if you're still working, discussing what the goals are that you have, or maybe even the dreams are that you have, and how to make sure those are focused on being realized in the future, and then really just implementing all of that. Things we do want to make sure we're considering are maybe your personal longevity, your family history, any like moving pieces that might be in your situation that may be typical or atypical for a financial situation. I mean, Oftentimes clients will come to us and I'll say, your plan needs to go out to age 100. And they'll say, no, there's no way I'm going to live till age 100. And I kind of have to come back and say, well, let's recalibrate that. I mean, do you have a family history that says otherwise? Or does that number just seem too huge to kind of grasp at this age? Oftentimes we kind of come back and we say, well, maybe 100 is fine. Maybe you turn around and say, no, we need to get 120 medical Things are, everything is improving. Why won't it go further? So we want to make sure we're just considering really any aspect that we can into your full financial planning process. Yeah, and that's that's the fun part is, is actually uh, implementing each one of those uh, steps in helping you make significant and measurable progress toward the goals that you have. And then, of course, we get on a, uh, a regular review process. Um, one of the things we take pride in is our systematic reach out to make sure that we're keeping you and your plan on track. Um, now, some people need it more frequently than others, especially in the early years of our relationship. And some people um, feel like they can get on track and, and not have as frequent of meetings. But we make sure that we reach out to clients at least once per year uh, for an in-person review of their portfolio and their financial plan and then any other follow-ups as needed. And of course, one of the things that we do is a regular workshop. We call it a workshop and sometimes that may feel intimidating to both our current clients or even uh, potentially prospective clients. 
our whole approach and philosophy is around being educational, being resourceful, being someone who you can ask questions and being approachable. Definitely not a uh, pushy environment, not something where we're trying to say, here's how the world works and here's what you should do and believe and, and do something different. We, Most of our clients who come to our events, both social events and our uh, educational events, feel like that it's sort of a family uh, atmosphere. You know, they get to know other clients, they get to know uh, our staff in a more casual way, and they can ask questions and then have lots of good follow-up from there. It's an approach that we believe in and that we know works. In addition to our client events, we've also been working on continuing to have better client communications. So we've started, obviously, these podcasts are being routinely published We're also trying to have some social media posts that are going to be educational for our clients. We've also focused on increasing the production of our newsletters. Previously, we were trying to release those on a quarterly basis, and now we're working on actually getting them out as close to monthly, and then hoping to have maybe, similar to how we do with these podcasts, having a combined approach to those. So I've started adding a little bit of detail into our newsletters as well to kind of add both Mike and my perspectives. Even if you don't want to meet with us so frequently, you're still kind of getting that touch to say, oh, well, here's how they're thinking about what's going on in the world right now. For any of our listeners who are saying, okay, so what am I grasping out of this? I'm a current client. I want to know what what are the key takeaways from today's episode that I can maybe take forward with me. Definitely be aware, like Mike said already, we do have that full referral base. So if you're saying, I need to buy a home, I'm looking for a realtor or a lender, or I need a plumber or a lawyer, I need help setting up a new investment account. I mean, those are all things that we can obviously help with and we can pass along that information. If you're someone who's saying, maybe I need to consider a change in my insurance policies, maybe life is a little different for me at this time and I want to reevaluate if I have the best policies set up, definitely reach out to our team. If something's changed in your life and you're saying, I've got a new goal, a new life situation, maybe even a new family member, reach out to us. We're happy to help make sure that we're integrating that into your current financial plan. We understand that maybe in the very beginning of our relationship, we might have discussed, here's a plan. We might have presented you something, but we do understand that that's kind of the starting point and your plan is a live situation. It's something where it's going to be changing over time. It's something we can continue to tweak and adjust. And we want to make sure if there's something that comes to mind while you're listening to this, that we are taking the time to adjust that. For the listeners who are saying, I don't really work with Altius, but maybe I'm interested, or maybe I'm interested in hiring somebody. If you don't like us, that's unfortunate. If you do like us and you want to talk with us, hopefully this has been kind of helpful to introduce you to our strategies, our policies. If you do want to reach out, feel free to contact Mike or myself. It's basically the same email, taylor at Altius Financial or michael at Altius Financial. We also have plenty of resources on www.altiusfinancial.com. I do really appreciate anyone who tuned into this episode. I hope that even if you're not looking at this as what different things can I gain from Altius? Maybe it's a time for you to say, hey, it's a new year. Let's recalibrate things. Let's see what types of things I should be changing in my financial plan, in my financial situation. How should I be looking at the year ahead? And what can I be looking forward to? Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you all have a very, very happy new year. Happy new year. And thank you for listening. 